Number three, avoidance. Your intuition is not avoidance. Your intuition does not come in to say, hey, I know you're on this health kick and journey and you really want to work on the discipline surrounding workouts and nutritions and all these things, but maybe we should do that later. Or it's getting pretty late. You had a long day. Let's do it tomorrow. Welcome to the Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, international intuition coach and spiritual activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? Because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you. These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's activate. beautiful souls welcome back to another session I am super pumped as always every single time I always say that (laughs) to dig into this episode because we're really going to keep this short and sweet and just really break into the four things that your intuition is not I often find that in supporting my clients I don't know what that voice was that I just made I often find that in supporting my clients that there's four key things that they really struggle with discernment surrounding. And so in this episode, I really want to make it crystal clear to support you in being able to take away these four things so that when you're looking to make more empowered, courageous, confident, intuitively led decisions, you have this criteria that you can lean on to know what is not the voice of your intuition. Ultimately, so that you can discern how to move forward in a more better stable state. So before we dig in, there is a couple of announcements. So we have some changes coming to the podcast, which is super exciting. I really feel like I've shared this in a couple episodes that so many things are truly coming together right now. And though it, yes, is taking a lot of work and determination and discipline and focus, it feels really good to have a lot of the things that I once created really come back in a full circle experience. Meaning that I started all of this off of readings and healings and it bridged into such a bigger transformational experience that now is very much rooted in faith, 
is rooted in you learning this stuff for yourself because ultimately at the end of the day, no matter who you're tuning into, no matter who is coaching you, no matter whose programs that you are a part of, whose books you are reading, if they're not leading you and guiding you and training you to learn this stuff for yourself, it's such a disservice to you ultimately, to your money, to your investment, to your time, to your life. Because then you become reliant on them and that is just not going to serve you when it comes to long-term transformation and sustainability. And so having collected so much information from my clients over the last five years, helping thousands of women through different programs, coaching experiences, um, readings, sessions, all of it, it's really incredible to see how things truly come to fruition. And I'm going to just touch briefly on that before we dig into the announcements and these four things. And that is this journey that you're on in life is not going to be a one shoe fits all kind of experience. At every level, there is a new devil. And most often the devil that shows up for you is going to be a similar challenge. If you really work on deep-rooted, seated healing surrounding communication and standards and getting your head and your heart and your mind and your faith in the right spaces, even if communication was your focus from the past, not speaking up for yourself, not being able to validate, not feeling worthy, not feeling loved, really struggling with um, just having honest conversations or transparent conversations, That's likely going to be a similar experience for you when you finally feel like you're embodied into a new truth, into a new identity, into a new experience, even founded in a deeper sense of faith. There will be times where you are having a conversation with someone and they will say something and in some situations and cases, you might speak up immediately. In others, you might have that same voice from the past that says, hmm, I don't want to say something that's going to offend this person or I'm really struggling to be able to be honest with this person, even though I can identify that this is also me holding back. So it depends on the circumstance. Maybe this is a mother figure that you've really struggled with having more honesty with, but then in through your healing and throughout your identity changes, you've been able to, with friends and with other family members or with your partner, you've been able to speak up more clearly, but then in this new level, comes this challenge again of facing ultimately the mom and having the ability to speak more honestly with her, right? And stand in your truth. Now, I just use that as an example, but that same thing could apply with money. Maybe when you go through your initial healing journey, you realize you have a lot of these money problems. One of them being that you're primarily focused on always, or I should say not having enough money. And through development of faith, you learn to shift your focus. You learn that money is not the root of all evil and it doesn't need to be your main focus. That you can heal the beliefs and the energy and the emotions and the processing surrounding money. And then you learn new disciplines. And then in that process, because you learn new disciplines and you execute them, you start to attract more money, which is naturally going to bring up those old habits of wow, okay, well, I'm super disciplined and I've been working within this budget, but now I have all this extra. What do I do with it? 
oh, I've always really wanted this, right? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going and spending money when you have extra money or when, you know, when you want to, like it's your money, do what you want with it. But if your whole primary focus surrounding your healing in the beginning was upgrading this experience with money and then at a new level, you start to attract and accumulate more of it, your issue that you once healed is going to come back because you're going to have to learn a new dance with it. And thankfully, you built on these disciplines and these new mentalities and these new belief systems and you have a much bigger focus on faith versus just survivalism surrounding money that you can go back to leaning on those. But the point that I'm making is through every level of your ascension, if you don't have a focus greater than your own, God, (laughs) the healing and miracles of Jesus. And if you're constantly learning or listening to someone who's not actually teaching you tools and the awareness to move through these challenges that will inevitably come up for you over and over again in your life, you're always going to struggle with the same cycles. And this is one of the things that I really dislike about karmic cycles and karmic patterns is that it keeps you in this perpetual idea that there's something from a past life happening that is keeping you stuck in this life. And I really want you to sit and just think about that for a second. I went on a bit of a rant about this (laughs) um, on my stories. But think about how disconnecting and disempowering that is. For you to have to go to somebody else to tell you about a past life, and even if the things that they say are relevant, maybe in a past life you were uh, poor and you struggled and there was poverty and there was famine and there's all these things, let's assume your biggest struggle is money, and you take that back and you're like, wow, so much of that resonates and that makes a lot of sense and you know this is a really big breakthrough for me, okay, how does that help you? Like genuinely, how does that help you? You're getting a truth from someone or a lifetime that doesn't even exist right now. And even if it made sense, that doesn't help you with steps to move forward. That's not changing your mind. That's not changing your emotional reaction. That's not changing your energetic experience. That's not changing your focus. That's not changing your discipline. So how is that actually helping you? And this was one of the biggest things that I really, um, really started looking at when I shifted my focus away from new age spiritualism to God was what am I doing today? What is promised to me today? And what is required of me today to really uphold this greater, grander experience for myself? And ultimately looking past myself What is the ripple effect of change that I'm going to be able to create by keeping my focus on God and honoring God's plan that was already instilled within me? And I'm going to include a passage. You know what? It's so funny because I never in my life thought that I would be someone who would be sharing scriptures. But honestly, it's like it's another one of those things where it's the validation that you seek is either coming from someone else's truth, somebody telling you something that they can perceive Or it's coming from a legitimate source. And that was a huge thing, especially because I teach and preach on ethics and integrity. It's like, I used to do this stuff too, by the way. Like I used to be all about the lion's gate and all about um, astrology. And, And I'm not saying that there's not a place for them, but I am saying that they're very disconnecting and more so invalidating than anything else. 
So the scripture that I'm going to read today is Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 13. And it says, No temptation has taken over you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation you will also make the way of, uh, the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. So essentially that this passage is just saying that there's always going to be something temptous to you. So if it's healing money, if it's healing communication, if it's you know overcoming different challenges and aspects of your life, that at new levels there will be a temptation that shows up for you. Maybe it's to retreat and not speak your mind or your heart. Maybe it's to go into those um, binge spendings again. Maybe it's to you know, pick up the can of Pepsi, even though you're on this like super incredible weight loss health journey, right? It's like, there will always be temptations. I gave this example today in a live where, um, let's assume you're on this journey to lose 20 pounds and you're like, okay, I'm all in and you're reading the book. So you're getting your mindset in the right place and you're making one degree shifts of changes every day in terms of your habits and your disciplines and your routines. Okay. So we're getting the body in check and then you're just, you know, having better evolved conversations with people who get or are doing something similar. So you're fully immersed in this experience and let's assume you get to that 20 pound goal and you're like, yes, I'm so excited that I got here and you're celebrating and you feel good and you finally hit that goal. And then it kind of splits into two experiences. Either your mind struggles to actually celebrate the fact that you got there or two, let's assume there's a birthday party that shows up or a girl's weekend and they have Pepsi to drink and they have high sugar, high cream coffees. And that's something, two things that you kicked out that really helped you with just inflammation and better energy levels and sleep. And you sit there and you go, well, I could just have one. I could just have one. And like, I get to, I get to celebrate myself. Look how far I've come. This is absolutely amazing. And you drink it and you start to feel that sense of regret because you went on this journey of an overhaul of your life for the better and whether you did it because you didn't want to look the way that you did or because you desired to just feel more healthy um, overall and then after drinking that you start to feel the inflammation and the bloating and the sluggishness and you're like, ugh, why did I do that to myself, right? In that moment was a temptation in that moment was the lack of focus on something greater to help you to get through it. And my point is that when it comes to a lot of these spiritual practices, they don't teach you the awareness, the emotional, the mental, and the physical components of what it's like to lead from a higher space, a higher standard, and to find a resonance in God as your solitude to overcome the challenges that you will inevitably face. Let's assume that 20 pounds took six months for you to come to take off, right? And you did it in so many incredible ways, and it was a journey. Well, if you want to sustain that, if you want to sustain that experience, understand that there's going to be lots of parties and lots of things and lots of times where you go to barbecues and people's houses and whatever, and they have these things to offer. You want a cafe on a cold winter day. And I'm not saying don't enjoy things that you want, but your journey of getting healthy wasn't about um, 
uh, all of a sudden my brain went blank. Your journey of getting healthy was more about, there's the words, more about you having the sustainable connection with your body and this purity and this just overall better feeling that when the temptation shows up, if you don't have the awareness to break down the mental, emotional, and physical components of what's happening, and you don't have God in your corner, in your mind, in your spirit as your focus to lean on, then you're not going to escape that temptation. And so that's something that I used to do, by the way. <laughs> so I'm outing myself. And it sucks, because there, but there's also a humbleness that comes with it where I also just didn't know any better. And so for anyone who's listening to this and you're on a spiritual journey or you are a spiritual leader, you know, it is about learning. It is about evolving. And I really invite you to um, explore why there has been so many spiritual leaders that have renounced their work, uh, renounced all their past experiences, and actually turned and transitioned to reading the Bible, coming to God, um, working through Jesus. It's fascinating. I find more and more every day. Last year was a huge, massive awakening for me in just watching so many people have that aha moment. And um, and it was also a big catalyst for me questioning a lot of things. So I went on a bit of a tangent in a slightly different direction, but it actually is very relevant to our topic of the four things today. So the quick announcements are going to be changes coming to the podcast. I've been sharing some of it on Instagram, so I'm excited to do that transition. I had this like hard line that I wanted to have it all flipped over by, but I have been deep diving into all the trainings for intuition immersion, and that has been a primary focus for me. So I'm just going with the flow. It's going to come. It's going to come. Um, and I have everything done. I literally just have to put it all together. <laughs> so new podcast, all the things are coming. Um, we also have the Intuition Immersion Program, which is going to be my primary um, experience for you to move through learning everything that I'm talking about today, the emotional, mental, and physical awareness when things come up that are challenging you that you're also learning to heal and overcome in your life. And this allows you to open up the space to lead a more intuitive life, to lead with more encouragement, to have a greater focus, to zoom out and have a greater focus on your life, the direction you're going, and ultimately the path that God has designed for you. I think it's so, um, <clears throat> I think it is such a disservice for us to honestly just allow ourselves to continue to believe that we're in control of our destiny and I have a whole episode coming on the deceit of manifestation which I'm actually really excited to release Um, but that we have control over this destiny of our life like imagine imagine a bird sitting there thinking that it's going to go against the wind or it's going to swim when it's not designed to right? It just doesn't think like that. It has this specific purpose that it lives out and it trusts it flawlessly every day. And that's just what it does. Same with a tree. Imagine if a tree all of a sudden decided that it was going to be pink when it was designed to be brown or designed to be green, right? Like it just wouldn't happen. It wouldn't work. And the tree flourishes, the birds flourish, 
when they just go with the surrender of knowing what their role is. But humans, of course, are so much more complex in the way that they think and we feel and we do things that we want to always control. We've been conditioned to control out of survivalism. So this program walks you through how to become more self-aware of these aspects of your life and really your role in each area of your life so that you can create this beautiful connection, flow, ease, grace, faithful experience as you move forward and be able to point out these deceptive thoughts and the devilish tones and the temptations in your life when they're really not going to serve you to keep going down those roads and the awareness helps you to truly understand that. So intuition immersion is literally a life immersive experience and it is eight weeks and uh, the link is in the show notes so you can check it out and it's just open so you can just go in, jump in, tune in um, and each week unravels more and more of who you are underneath the limiting conditions, beliefs and experiences. With that as well, I have four spots open for mid-August to mid-September for a four-week coaching package. So if you're looking for a more personalized and intensive experience, an intensive meaning like a deep dive, master goal planning orientation and training for you specifically, um, that is what these coaching packages are for. So just reach out to me, send me a DM, let me know you're interested and we can ja- chat about it, <laughs> jam about it, chat about it and, uh, and get you enrolled. And we're going to do some great breakthrough work. Oh, I love the breakthroughs, um, over these next four weeks. So those are the announcements. Now let's get into the four things that your intuition is not. Number one, your intuition is not fear. What does that mean? Fear is your enemy. When you are wanting to move forward in any aspects of your life, just like we talked about before, fear, temptation will show up and the point is to keep you stagnant and to keep you small. Fear is not helping you. Fear is hindering you. And your intuition, the language of your soul, the voice connected to God guiding you forward on this beautiful destination and journey that is your life into greater and always is not based in fear. Fear is based off of our brain's ability to process past experiences and with our amygdala, our survivalistic mechanisms. So fear If you're wanting to move forward with your life, make a decision, plan something, and your brain, your mind, your energy starts to react in a certain way, and it starts to go through all this evidence of what happened in the past and why it's not going to work, that is fear. That is not intuition. Number two, separation. Your intuition is not keeping you separate from your life or is not going to keep you separate from your life. So what do I mean by this? Let's assume that you are someone who is highly anxious or overstimulated or overwhelmed very quickly, whether that's sound, light, uh, music, noises, people, whatever the case may be. You are overwhelmed very quickly, highly anxious. Your intuition is not going to try and retreat you into a corner or to turn around and get you back in your car or to uh, process or to be overwhelmed in the screeches of the children 
That is not your intuition. That is not God coming through you saying, hey, you need to go deal with this right now, right? When your response becomes anything less than neutral, when something is happening and you need to all of a sudden isolate yourself, that is not intuition. That is separation. That is not God. That is fear, ultimately, in its root. Um, And some form of temptation based on the past that is coming up and a survival mechanism that is kicking in that is not supporting you. Number three, avoidance. Your intuition is not avoidance. Your intuition does not come in to say, hey, I know you're on this health kick and journey and you really want to work on the discipline surrounding workouts and nutritions and all these things, but maybe we should do that later. Or it's getting pretty late. You had a long day. Let's do it tomorrow. That pile of dishes in the sink, you're really tired. I know you don't have time for it, even though it would honestly take you five to 10 minutes, if that. Look at that laundry that continues to build up. Look at that anxiety. Let's not touch it. Your intuition is not avoidance. You actually thrive and feel so much more complete and connected when you follow through with your tasks. And if time management is something you struggle with, grab a day planner, download a free calendar app, and start blocking out certain times for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of your day um, to do one or two things to help you to see it through. Maybe Tuesdays are laundry day. Maybe Wednesdays are kitchen, big kitchen cleaning days, and then you just do maintenance. You know, like actually break down the things in your life that you're avoiding. Uh, Maybe it's the basement. There's tons of stuff piling up there and you just can't stand it. Carve out 20, 30 minutes, once, twice, three times a week. You pick your life, you decide and put a timer on even and see what you can get done in that amount of time. Your intuition is not avoidance. Lastly, your intuition is not validation. And this is a really interesting one because oftentimes we are taught that we need to self-validate. We need to validate our experiences. We need to validate our emotions. We need to validate our beliefs. We need to validate. And that's going to help set you free. But the truth is, is that even in your own validation, you are always still limited to your own self-perception. Meaning that, or I should say, in context, I'm not saying don't celebrate yourself. I'm not saying don't celebrate how far you've come, the growth that you've had, the way that you can navigate different experiences that used to once trigger you or emotions that used to once control you or mindsets or beliefs that used to uh, once cripple you. I'm not saying don't celebrate how far you've come. But if you are relying on yourself to validate all of your experiences, it is more likely that you're trying to convince or settle some kind of uh, internal turmoil debate about whether or not what you're doing is right. And ultimately, it's your consciousness kicking in because when you feel like you have to validate your experiences, you're more often operating from a space of lack because you're trying to just convince your way through something. Now, this one is a little bit of a bigger one. And so what I'm going to leave you with, and this is where the self-awareness tools really come into play to really discern, you know, am I acknowledging my situation and circumstance or am I validating it? 
right? You aren't responsible for ultimately the judgment of the things that you do. Celebrate your growth, celebrate your progress, celebrate the things that you are moving through. Absolutely. Acknowledge the steps that you have taken, no matter how big or small that they are. But if you have to sit there and try and validate yourself, you're equally judging yourself. And that's not going to support you. Your intuition is not validation. And this is a big misconception that a lot of spiritual and life coaches teach um, that can actually be very disconnecting for a lot of people in many, many ways. So I'm going to leave you with those four. I'd really love to hear your takeaways from these episodes or from this episode, these as if there was more than one. Um, But I'd love to hear your takeaway from this episode and really what, which one of those four are you currently working on the most right now to better understand? If you are seeking to deep dive more into these experiences, intuition immersion is where you're going to want to be or snagging a bundle for the one-on-one coaching uh, breakthrough experiences. So I am so excited for all the changes coming, for the direction that we're going together, and ultimately the life breakthroughs that you're going to be able to have because of this journey and the faith that we're walking on and that you're learning to build within you. All right, don't forget to find the magic in today. Sending you all the love. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.